This is Radio Maria, and this is Vocations. Thank you for joining us today for our next episode of Vocations. On this series, I've had the pleasure, the blessing, the privilege to speak to so many people and let them share what the word vocations means to them, how they discerned their own vocation and what they're doing with it now. I've had people such as Sister Elaine, the director of UK National Vocations office. I've also had uh, people such as Edmund from Fertile Heart, uh, Father Pio from the Diocese of Southwark, the group for Love for Life. I've had Ada and her husband David. We've had representatives. We've had Gemma from the Zion community and the Ascent. We've had Father Dominic and then we've also had Brother Dominic and we've just had so many folks on that are from different vocations and different walks of life. And it's been such a blessing. And today is the day that we have our youth chaplaincy on the show. So let me start off with introducing you to the three folks I have with me. Just as a heads up, though, uh, I had Youth 2000, their leader, uh, send in. She's, she's preparing for their big festival, which is their big event this weekend. Uh, so she wasn't able to come live. So she sent me in some recordings. But guys... Oh, such good. So she's going to have she's going to be featured in another episode later on because I've got three excellent guests today. I have got Beth from Million Minutes. I've got Simeon from The Ascent and I've got Joe from Walsingham House. But before I go any further, let's start with a prayer. Joe, my man, can you start us off? (laughs) Thank you very much, Elena. Um, So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we ask you to be with each and every one of us today as we discuss, as we listen, and as we pray about vocation and young people. We pray especially today for all young people beginning new schools, new jobs, universities, apprenticeships, and anything else in the coming weeks, that they discern their path in life, and as they do that, they feel you walking alongside them. We also pray for anyone who is discerning the consecrated life, and the priesthood, may you grant them strength and courage in their service of others. We make this prayer today through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. So let's start off the show as we've started off every episode. What does vocations mean to you? And Joe, since I've got you up, let's have you go first. Joe, would you mind introducing yourself and what the word vocation means to you? So I'm Joe, and I'm the manager for Walsingham House at Abbotswick, which is the youth retreat centre for the Diocese of Brentwood down in the southeast of England. Um, and essentially what we do every year is our, our team of volunteer and staff members run retreats for about 7,000 young people from the ages of 8 to 18 from schools and parishes all across Essex and East London. Um, so that's my, my day-to-day job. And for me, vocation means following what your your soul is yearning to do really it's following what god wants for you to do in your life as best that you can um but most importantly messing that up a lot as you go along go along the road <laughs> because you don't know exactly what he wants only he knows that 
Um, and it's about finding your own path along that way. I love it. I love it. Finding your own path. Thank you very much, Joe. Let's go on to Simeon. Simeon, The Ascent. Can you tell us a little bit more about your group and what vocations means to you? Yeah, so hi, my name's Simeon. Um, and The Ascent is a three-year discipleship process for Catholic young people in years 10 to 12 who want to embrace their faith in Jesus Christ at a whole new level and learn how to share it with others. Um, It's been running for about eight eight or nine years now, first launched at Zion Community and then has kind of spread across the country. We've got four locations um, and serving uh, around 100 young people um, across uh, nationally. So personally, I, I lead a, um, a pod, which is called the Pocket of Disciples, um, uh, for the Ascent up in Cumbria, um, and a small group of young people who, alongside my fellow leader, Anya, we just walk with them um, through their formation, through evangelization, with modules covering like prayer, philosophy and ethics, spiritually, so spirituality and church teaching. Um, now, I suppose vocation, whenever I hear the word vocation, I always think of the, of, of the, of the verse from Samuel, um, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Um, effectively, what, 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 what Samuel's doing there is, is he's responding to that call. And a vocation to me is, has always been, it's a call that God puts on your heart. It's like an irresistible pull towards something and all that we have to do is kind of surrender to it and accept it um which is obviously the difficult part because it sounds sounds easy but can can be (laughs) quite a difficult process um so yeah that's kind of where i I could see vocation i love it i love it there you go so we've got uh what your soul is yearning and it's uh and then (laughs) god calls and then you answer i love it i love it we have gotten we've gotten two good definitions so far beth do not be intimidated you can add to it or or go off on your own travel path uh beth is part of the group million minutes uh would you mind sharing us a little bit more about million minutes and what vocation means to you Sure, absolutely. Thanks for for having us here. Um, So I'm Beth um, and I am part of the team for Million Minutes. And we are a charity that is focused on youth advocacy um, within the Catholic Church. So we um, support and enable young people to uh, be part of their parish communities and do social action for their communities as well. Um, My role specifically is with our new Beacon Parish Scheme, which was launched during lockdown. And we have six parishes across the country that are beacons for uh, living out the message from Christus Vivit, which is the encyclical that Pope Francis published just over two years ago now. Um, And that's sort of my job is to sort of put that into a reality in parishes. So going out to young people that are on the peripheries, bringing them into the community and really just going beyond our four walls of our church buildings, going out more into the community. So vocation for me, um, well, I think Pope Francis actually sums it up beautifully in Christus Vivit. He says, your vocation inspires you to bring out the best in yourself for the glory of God and the good of others. It is not simply a matter of doing things, but of doing them with meaning and direction. And I think that perfectly sums up um, what vocation means to to me and and to the work of Million Minutes. Agreed. And I love that he brings in the fact that it's for you and for others. 
a lot of people feel like uh, uh, that um, vocations is all about what you do for others, serving others, serving others. But in a way, uh, like Joe said, it's you uh, finding out what works for you and how to bring out the best in you. Well said, Beth or Pope Francis. We'll give it to both of you. (laughs) Now, it really seems like in a vocation, there's several different, uh, you know, when you put your little, for all you on holiday, you put the little coin in, then it goes, and it's all these different paths you can go. Sometimes it goes around and around, but you want it to definitely hit that mark so that all the little pennies come out and you're like, yay. I've been at the seaside last week. <laughs> so so you can you can see that. Ooh, ooh. Can you guys name some of those different areas at the bottom? Some of the big vocation hitters like what are their main titles for vocations let's go Simeon all right where what are some uh titles of vocations we can go towards I mean the I suppose the obvious one which I'm gonna take and I'm so sorry Beth and Joe but (laughs) priesthoods you know (laughs) religious life um uh, holy orders that's obvious one there you go. All right. So we've got the, the well, there's not the most obvious. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> we've got priesthood. Uh, Joe or, or Beth, either one of you, whoever wants to button first, uh, not button, whoever would like to slide in first. Uh, priesthood, what else is there? What else is there? Um, the vocation to the single life. Some people feel like they're called to to not get married, not have children, but to, to follow the, their path. Um, by themselves and being a part of their community without having a family. Oh, Joe, you've 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 gotten you've just picked the hard one. All right, Joe, can I can I follow up on that? The the single life. How is that a vocation? I believe some people feel like um, I, I don't know many people who are who are kind of consecrated to the single life in that sense. Um, but my my understanding of it is that having a, a family kind of commits you so much to that that all your time has to go into to being a husband or a wife or a parent um or even a grandparent as as you as your family grows in that sense um that you have to give all of your time so much of your time to them that that kind of leaves less time for you to to reach out lots of people manage to have a family and do lots of other things but without those family commitments i feel like people believe they can follow god's calling for them in being able to serve so many other people because they don't have those family ties that that's my understanding kind of kind of like the the catholic priesthood in that, that sense that many catholic priests don't have families and it enables them to be kind of the the core of their parish and serve everyone without suddenly having to run off and pick up their kids from school um and in that sense that's that's my understanding of the the single life no you're doing good joe doing good doing good joe do you think you can you can go into that vocation of single life and then perhaps there's one more clunk down and you uh, evolve to a different vocation. Perhaps you, you start off in the single life zone and then all of a sudden God goes, ah, you could be in this zone now as well. Or do you think, uh, no, you, 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 once you pick your vocation, you're stuck in that one, one way. That's a really interesting question, Helena. Um, I don't have the answer. <laughs> don't no, feel like no. I've got it written here. <laughs> um, it's not something that I've I've thought of and considered before. Um, but the few people that I have met, it seems to be like a very conscious choice, or like as conscious and as as committed as saying, I've fallen in love with this person, I'm going to marry them, or I, I want to be a priest, or I want to be a nun, or I want to be a religious brother. It seems to be that kind of yeah, they feel that calling. So I don't I don't know if it is kind of a 
I suppose you were implying that it could be fluid, like, oh, I'm single for this period in my life, but then I may decide to become uh, a nun because... And, and yeah, there are similarities in many ways, but for for my understanding and the people that I've met, um, it is a very conscious and very committed choice. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And I don't, I don't, please, if anyone's listening and you're like, why is Elena belittling the single life? I am not. No, 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 no. I think, Joe, you're, you're right that there is a call to be single and to serve your, like, like Pope Francis says, uh, to find who the best you are. And that best to you might be better off being able to serve others without any of those other. And it's not like you're not committed because you still have the, your commitment to the relationship with God. So you're not, I guess you're, you're really not single. You're with God. But anyway, <laughs> does that make sense? I think so. Yes. All right. Excellent. All right. Beth, Beth, let's go for another one. Uh, what's another vocation? Uh, religious life. There you go. There you go. What, what is religious life? Oh, the world. there you go. Sisters, you know, um, and you've got religious brothers as well, um, which is like, it's a it's a really committed vocation. You know, that's dedication of your entire like where you live, where you work, and everything into into religious orders. Um, it's a really big vocation. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, my, <laughs> it's not as tough as another one. Apparently, when we interviewed uh, some brothers and some sisters, they kept saying. You know, they they people say that that oh that must be the hardest vocation, and their answer is oh no no no. Even a harder vocation is one that we have yet to name. All right, who can guess the midi? Which is the hardest vocation? Oh, oh. marriage. Yes, yes. Ding 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 ding. Well, that's what the other. That's what I mean. The marriage folks when we had our marriage episode they didn't say that but all the other groups said definitely marriage why do you who who thinks why 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 may that be well if you're going to chat you have to unmute yourself (laughs) there you go i guess with marriage there's a sense of um whereas whereas with with holy orders and religious life and consecrated singleness you are kind of building up explicitly the church when you're married you're building up society and you're taking an active role kind of um in both, in you kind of got you got feet in both camps, um, and not to say that you know people who are who are ordained or in in, um, in, religion, in holy orders aren't necess- aren't building up society, but simply by the virtue of having kids and having responsibility for that, um, I often think that ma- that families are, prob- are probably a better definition of the base unit of society. I know it can be quite fashionable to say it's the individual but the family the unit that the family unit the mother the father the kids um that is at the heart of kind of building up both the individual and society so can you have that responsibility of overseeing effectively the world that your children grow up in you have responsibility for making sure it's a good one in a in a, in a more explicit sense than perhaps priests who are there to help kind of minister in the church and um, people who are nuns or brothers who kind of are there to maintain the prayer life, uh, not to the prayer of the church almost. Um, not, I, I mean, I don't think that the roles are specifically defined in that way, but that's kind of how I'd see it. No, no, I agree. I agree. And I think uh, when you said it seems fashionable to say the self, the uh, independent the one is, is the 
core, but no, it's the family. And that is something that is definitely, and I'm sure you guys work more with youth than I do, so you probably like know know better than I do about this seeping uh, idea of the self, the self, the self. But let's get into that. Let's get, because you three all deal with, uh, not deal with, you all in, in a s- sort of side vocation type of thing, you're all inspiring young people to find the best that they are in themselves. You're all helping young people open their ears to that call of God. And you're all, in a way, helping these young people find their path. Let's uh, So listening to what the differences between Million Minutes, The Ascent, and Walsingham House, let's start with Million Minutes because it sounds like, Beth, that Million Minutes starts in the parish, which is where... Uh, you might find a, a most uh, a young Catholics is in in the parish to start with. How do you guys? What do you? What do you? How do you guide? What do you do with the young people in the parishes? Uh, absolutely. So um, we start in the parish with uh, a youth centred parish mission. So that means that we are enabling parishes to bring young people to the centre of their focus. So when they're thinking about um, you know, if they're going to do a, a big event, like a barbecue in the parish garden on a Sunday, well, how barbecue. can young people, <laughs> don't we all, um, <laughs> how can young people be at the centre of that and how can young people lead that? So um, there's a, a really great, um, one of our parishes in Peterborough, um, St. Luke's. Yes, shout out to St. Luke's. Uh, <laughs> uh, they did a huge parish barbecue and the young people were at the centre you know, they were leading games, they were leading discussion, um, they were inviting everyone in, they were inviting people from the community that weren't necessarily parishioners, um, you know, really widening out the, their reach. They were so open and, and accepting. Um, so we, as, a, as an organisation, like to enable young people to lead in their communities um, because that's you know, you was talking about different types of vocations, but I see this as my vocation more than my relationship status as whether I'm married or single or in religious life. Um, I see enabling enabling young people and dedicating my, my time to young people as my vocation so much more than whether I get married in a in some point in my life. Yeah, you're like the, uh, I, I think laity is also one of the uh, vocations. And so the three of you guys right now, as far as I know, <laughs> your, your, your vocation is, is in the laity spot right now. And that is encouraging young and oh, enabling young people. I like that word, enabling young people. I I, oh, I love that. And I think, Beth, so how, how many years has Million Minutes been going on? Oh, so they celebrated their 10-year anniversary. So 10 years. um, So we finally hit the decade. I've been here for, um, well, I've been employed by Million Minutes since the beginning of July. So I'm still quite a newbie in terms of on the core team. Um, But over the past 10 years, you know, they've done so many great things. They do an award scheme for young people to celebrate the things that they do. There's grants to um, help young people to continue doing social action. Um, There's just so many great things that, that Millie Minutes do that, that over the past 10 years. So they started with the, the um, idea they wanted one million minutes to be invested in young people. And I think over the past 10 years, I think they've definitely surpassed that. <laughs> I think we're on about a billion. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. I think 
Uh, so looking at the three of you guys and knowing that there's 10, I believe, uh, and the Ascent is about 10 to 12 years old. Is that right, Simeon? And and Joe, you've been there. And uh, the, Do you know how long the diocese uh, that Walsingham House has been around? Oh, quiz time, Joe. Uh, so it's been over 30 years that we've Whoa. had a, a youth retreat centre in the diocese. It's changed um, changed location twice. Um, so we were in Chingford to start with in East London uh, and then the outskirts of Essex in Canvey Island and now kind of in the more the centre of the diocese in Brentwood. There you go. So we've got like, so let's look at the 30 year mark. And uh, around that time, a little bit before that was was when we had the Vatican II and, and the changes. But I believe that is when, before then... You had very much. You got confirmed. You, da, 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 da. you you were never in. I did. I feel. I mean, I'm not a historian. I'm not a theologian. I'm just a, a radio guy. Yeah. The, this was when we the church started enabling youth and young people to like. No, 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 no. Let's take this more into your own hands. And because of that action, you three have gotten the oomph to do it. And now you've been able to help organization startup over the last 10 years uh, 12 years to help even engage that even further and i for those of you that like oh the church is dead no 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 i see this fruit in you guys and i am loving it loving 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 i'm jealous that i didn't have it as a youth myself (laughs) maybe i did and i just don't see it as as that way but i i'm loving what is going on in england in the uk in our church for young people uh Beth, with the million minutes, um, how is uh, how is does uh, so does a parish go? Hey, we need to because you start with eight year olds, which is like right after first communion. Is that right? Yes, I love that. I love that. So, yeah. how does it like? How does a parish go? Oh, I'd like million minutes to. How can they help me as a parish? Absolutely. So um, we had an open day in January, um, a virtual one, of course, and um, there was representatives from every diocese um, and different parishes across the the country that were interested in youth ministry. Um, And so we sort of showcased the the Beacon Parish scheme then uh, and everything that Million Minutes can offer a parish to support them to do their youth-centred parish mission. Um, And essentially, if a parish is really interested, chuck me an email, you know, give me a shout and I'll come and visit and we'll come and um, we'll do some, some different resource sharing and sort of vision sharing to really understand your community and, you know, what would be what would be best um, for for the young people in your area? Because every parish and every community is completely different, so it takes a lot of understanding of the context of your area to really get a bespoke parish plan and parish mission um, that would suit the young people in your area. You know the the plan that we have um, for St Luke's in Peterborough will look completely different for St Bernadette's in Bristol because it's two completely different places and completely different young people. Um, so you've sort of really got to meet young people where they are, which is the Pope Francis message in Christmas Vida. We need to meet young people where they are and then walk on the journey with them. Um, and that's exactly what the Beacon Parish Scheme is all about. Yes, um, yes. Giving parishes the tools to understand young people, to meet them where they are and, and to, to help them grow and discern what their life is, is meant to be, what their calling in life is. Um, and, yeah, so if a parish is interested in that, you know, just give us a shout, you know, give me an email, give me a call and, and I will come running with everything that we have <laughs> to help you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, 
if, if, if your parents listening or aunts or uncles or grandparents, let's say what she said again. Jesus, God wants to meet them where they are and wants to walk with them. And I think that is something I don't know. I'm trying to rethink all our episodes, but that's not something we've really been focused. We've really stressed is that it is a walk with God, with Jesus. He's not. He's not put breadcrumbs. Okay, it would have to be cake crumbs for me uh, to, to follow. And like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, but he's got that, and he calls. Like you got, like like Simeon said, he calls you, and then aha, uh-huh, you got this yearning. Joe says, "Oh, I want the cake crumbs." But then you hold hands together and you walk with them. I love that, Beth. I love that. Oh, you get ready. I'm going to, you're going to be coming to Cambridge soon with a million millions. So there we go. Oh, 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 one more question. Sorry, because I am thinking, oh, how do I get million millions? Um, does it need to be a youth? Does a, a teenager, or does someone, uh, does a young person need to be the one to approach it? Or can it be a parent or a group of parents or like confirmation leaders? It can be anyone. Um, So far, all our six beacons have been adults within the parish that have recognised that um, there are young people that are not engaged and and are not in the centre. So it can be anyone. It can be one person. It can be a group of people um, of any age that as long as they have the passion um, for wanting to bring young people to the centre, to give young people the the ability to lead in their community, then that's that's the minimum requirement. That's all that's needed. Um, And like I said, it's a journey that will go on. There's no, um, there's no criteria that needs to be met for that journey to be started other than, you know, a a willingness and an openness, Um, you know, because it is really is a journey. Um, So having that openness and that, um, that willing to, 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 start that journey with whoever they happen to meet on the way um i'd say that is the bare the bare minimum criteria it doesn't need to be anyone of a certain age or any number of people uh, it could start with one person what's the phrase that, that mother Teresa always says like one drop in the ocean creates many ripples so yes yes we just need one person to start the conversation and then amazing things will happen i love it i love it all right this is vocations on Radio Maria England and I'm Helena and today I've got three lovely guests that have found a vocation in supporting, enabling our young people. On this series we've been speaking to different people from all sorts of walks of life and vocations. We've spoken about what it means to them and how they discern their place and their vocation. Thank you for joining us for in prayer, in discernment and in thought for these vocations. This series will continue on through the rest of the summer and is available as a podcast on Radio Maria England, on Spotify, uh, not YouTube, Spotify, Google Play and iTunes. We've been talking with Beth from Million Minutes, who their group helps enable young people within the parish, starting from the age of eight and, and going on forwards. Now, in my thought, Joe, I'm about to get to you, in my thought, Beth plants the no, the no the seed is already there god has called whoever in that parish to go oh we need million minutes so million minutes gets in there and they're like, good 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 next step they gotta have some great retreat places to go to that is my favorite part of my confirmation or what it's the retreat it's the yes we're doing good in our parish but then oh nothing like a little holiday somewhere joe what kind of things do you guys do at the retreat house at walsingham house 
Um, so the kind of uh, main main bread and butter for us um, when working with parishes is our weekend confirmation uh, retreats. So we have lots of the parishes from within the diocese um, bring bring the young people who are who are preparing for the sacrament of confirmation on on a retreat. Um, and what we try and do is just kind of unpack their faith a little bit deeper. Um, my my favourite thing I think about my job is when uh, a group of 14, 15 year olds turn up on a Friday evening uh, expecting to be greeted by some monks or some nuns in silence and are kind of ushered into a room. Um, and my favourite phrase tends to be young people at the end of the weekend going, or I thought you would have just thrown some Bibles at us and made us pray in silence. Um, that tends to be their expectation of what a retreat is and and silent retreats definitely have a place i have no idea they all they look so sheepish and scared when they arrive um but we believe our function is so as my my team is normally comprised of five or six um 18 year olds who have just finished their a levels who are either doing a gap year or working out kind of their vocation discerning what they want to do whether they want to go into university or get a job or look an apprenticeship or something like that uh, they tend to come for us to us for a year or maybe two years uh, to, to run retreats and kind of are the the best thing I think we can do is present young leaders to to the young people in our parishes and in our schools to show them that having a faith isn't an unusual thing it isn't a, a weird thing it's it's something that we can we can all have and that we share and that they're not unusual for having this these feelings in their heart um, in relation to their faith uh, especially if they go to a school. Uh, where faith isn't really spoken about if they don't have friend, a friendship group that, that speaks about their faith um, or feel like they're the only person who has a faith. Hopefully when they, they come on retreat to Walsingham House, they're like, oh, now I get it. This is what it's all about. It's so true. Um, it's so true. It's when you, because my my son's only eight, but he, he doesn't have that core people at his primary school. But once he gets into his uh, his Sunday school class, in his uh first communion class or something then he's like whoa i can talk about this people know what i'm talking about it and just one weekend away oh but i'm gonna say no 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 joe that's not enough do you have are there other like follow-up retreats or anything um so yeah we offer um an advent retreat every year which tends to be just kind of so joyful because it's centered around preparing ourselves for christmas um and then we also run an open retreat in uh during lent in the lead up to easter um and sadly we didn't get a chance to do this um in 20, 2020 um but we're planning to to bring it back and it'll be kind of a revision based retreat for those in exam years preparing for their exams but also giving themselves the space to to have a break from the stresses and and be hopefully in a, a beautiful house in the countryside to to pray to relax and also to study at the same time that's such a good um, idea and- i love that idea <laughs> it's what they all need. I remember I remember studying for my A-levels. I would have loved a couple hours out of my bedroom from staring at my books just to just to be somewhere different with yeah. different people around me. And, and our plan is hopefully the, the volunteers who are working here, hopefully they'll have all different kind of expertise. There'll be somebody good at maths, somebody good at <laughs> drama, somebody good at science, English, and they'd be able to help uh, the different the different students who would yeah. be here on retreat. But you're also, um, by doing it as a retreat, you're also bringing God into your studies. So it's not separating school life from that, uh, faith from science. It's like, no, we're bringing it in. God, talk to me. Help me with this equation. Essentially, yeah. And it is um, 
uh, is kind of another funny thing that I've noticed in my job quite often when you ask a young person like, oh, when when prayer comes up in conversation, it's like, oh, I don't pray every day. I don't pray all the time. I feel like God's kind of there. Uh, but when I'm leading up to exams, boy, do I hit that <laughs> prayer hard. Um, <laughs> it's so true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully that will be something that we'll be able to do in the in the year upcoming. Um, Joe, yeah. in my imagination, in my imagination, this means you you've got this amazing job where you've got the key to all like the closets with the Nerf guns, the sumos, all those fun things you do, uh, like the disco balls. Is this is true? Is this true, Joe? Is there closets full of fun game things? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> We don't have sumo suits, though, so you've just given me a great idea. Oh, my goodness. So the Ignite <laughs> team here in East Anglia, they always have a sumo wrestling. Because, oh, there's something about putting on this extra padding. They've never said it, but they should say it. Like, this is putting on the armor of God and then going <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Anyway. <laughs> there you going go, into Jim. battle. Exactly. <laughs> and in the end, you just find out you're two roly-poly people working together <laughs> to get out of the suit. Because you need help to get out. <laughs> Completely. Uh, all right. So we started off with Beth of the Million Minutes, who helps, goes into the parish, forms, enables the youth groups. So like, yeah, yeah, we've got a youth group. And then like, oh, we need to go on a retreat somewhere. Yes, let's go to Joe, the Walsingham House. It's going to be amazing, amazing. And so you've built these people up, oh, amazing teens. And then they get to year 10, 11 and 12. And we've got, what do we have? We have the Ascent with Simeon. Simeon, what are kind of the things, like, does it, I guess they're still in school, so it's not like an all day. What, what, is, what is the Ascent all about? It's a good question. The Ascent is, not, is, a, is a bit of an odd beast, um, because I think it's trying to do something that's a little bit different to maybe the conventional um, either retreat you know, offering retreats that go out once every so often or just simply a confirmation program or a, uh, a first Holy communion program. Um, I remember when I, I, so obviously the sense has been running since 2013. I only joined it in September of 2019, but my sisters, I've got, I've got several younger sisters and each of them had, had actually gone through the program. And I remember watching it and just being like, my gosh, they're still doing it. For three years, they're still doing the same thing. Um, and, I, and I suppose that kind of informs a sense of, con it was a sense of continuity. Um, the idea that you're not just simply, this isn't a one-off, this is actually a consistent thing you do through a really, really formative period of your life as well. I mean, we take them when they start their, GC, uh, their GCSEs and then they finish in the first year of their A-levels. Um, and I think we can, all, we can all probably remember the, 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 that period of time. It's a hard time. And, hard time. Yeah, it's, it's a really hard <laughs> Some time. Some of us don't want to remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be exposed to like, all the new thoughts and all the new ideas, whether that's in, in the subjects you're learning or outside of school. Um, and so I suppose what the Ascent really wants to do is it wants to walk with them and accompany them and to help them grow in their disciple, in, in the young people's discipleship. Um, I guess our, probably our two most important aspects are that we have a, so we have this three-year program, uh, this curriculum covering various different aspects. So it starts very, more, evan more evangelizing and the first year, your kind of introduction to the faith, belief in God's presentation of the kerygma. Um, and then the second and third years, it moves into more formation and, um, yeah, just instruction, what, what the church teaches, but within the context of these, these little pods. And the pods are 
regional. They're groups of like about six or seven young people who for three years journey together and they grow together. They have laughs. They, you know, and, 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 and that takes place every single Monday um, throughout the school's term. So not doesn't happen through summer because sometimes I hear, I hear kids need time off. Um, <laughs> that's when they go to Walsingham <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, that's actually, it's great. But generally during the summer, yeah, that's when you've got all these retreats running and, and, and these big conferences and that, and they can go and, and, and kind of have those mountaintop experiences. But the point is, I think too, I, I always, I always say that um, it, we've kind of, the, it, it, it kind of revolves around the culture of what we call encounter. Mm. Uh, and people say, oh, I've gone and had an encounter with God here. I've had an encounter with him in this particular place. And, and, I, and I often think that um, it, it's a funny word to, to describe what is effectively, uh, we've, we've kind of got an interesting concept of it. Like I, I think of an encounter with God as an encounter with gravity. Like you're always encountering gravity. Yes, you only amen, realize, amen, Simeon. Yeah, but you only realise you're encountering gravity when you fall over or you fall off a cliff. Like that's those those sudden moments of like panic and, and really heightened realization. Oh no, I'm I gravity exists and I'm gonna hit <laughs> my face unless I've got something to you know land on or to put my hands up to. Um, and so that's and the, the, that's what that's that's what kind of we're, we're trying to encourage is, is an awareness that you encounter isn't just these one-off moments. It is throughout your entire life. You're always having encounters with God. God is always encountering you. Um, and by having a curriculum of three years, you have that, you, you can kind of work with them in that realization that in their ordinary moments, like in, in, in the times when sometimes it isn't as fun, when it can be a bit more stressful, but also in the times when they are absolutely fine. It's just a normal day. Like pods on at, pods on at 7.30 on a Monday, and it just becomes a, a normal part of the life to talk about God, to think about, uh, to pray, to to um, to have the kind of like those that context of discussions with other young people. So that's kind of the first the curriculum and, and that and that and that three year program. That's the first half of it. The next half of it is that they also get mentoring. So they'll have a mentor for three years to walk with them, guide them spiritually, um, but also just kind of help them as as they go through life socially. Um, any questions they may have checking in and then they have about nine meetings a year um, and that coincides with three weekends a year as well where they go where they actually do go away and have time kind of to have those mountaintop experiences and we've got three locations um that have been running for a while now uh, one in uh, worth at worth abbey with the benedictines that's our community with well in Brentwood and our community and then up north uh, a castle rig uh, manor with, which a community called Cora Living Christie helps out with. I love it. It's uh, like you get to travel as well. <laughs> yeah. So it, it really is trying to build, you're, you're trying to build a, a framework within which people can properly kind of have, have that realization of their constant encounter with God. And, that, and I suppose that's really what we, what we see as being discipleship is that realization that you're constantly, there's constantly a person to follow. There's constantly a, a, a response, there's a responsibility to live out one's faith to, to, um, <laughs> to, I, I use I use the word strive for it. Like, strive can have many, many have um, can kind of negative connotations, but I like the idea. So John Henry Newman has this great quote um, where he talks, where he says that, that I mean, the Bible says that the Christian the, to follow Christ we're called to be perfect, which is obviously a very simple thing to do. <laughs> um, but John Henry Newman says, no, to be perfect, get up on time in the morning, make a good confession, receive, go, go, go to mass. Um, 
eat well, look after yourself, like just those simple, simple things. And then you're already perfect because you're just living out that life, that the normal life of uh, life what it means to follow, to follow Jesus. Um, and then we're, we're about to actually open um, another location in Richmond, uh, St. Elizabeth's Portugal uh, church there. And I think this is kind of the next stage of it, because one of the aspects of the ascent that's always emphasized is that when these, kid, that these kids aren't just simply coming onto the ascent program, part of this is also that they are serving in their parishes and they're building up their localities. This isn't us trying to take them away. This is actually simply uh, an adding on to then enable them to go back. Yes, yes, um, Simeon. And I'm seeing Beth definitely shaking her head. Yes, yes, she's agreeing. <laughs> Beth, do you, I, my thought was, ah, this is what you do. You get your team leaders, your your youth leaders uh, that are in 10, 11, and 12, let them go to the pod for their extra, ooh, and then they take it back to their, their parishes. What do you think, Beth? Yeah, perfect. Absolutely amazing. Um, I'm clapping my hands already. I'm celebrating. <laughs> That's exactly what we want. And, and that that sort of harmony between different organisations across the country is what is definitely needed. There's just not... One group of people can't do it across the whole country. This is why we need different organisations like New Walsingham House and other retreat centres in their diocese. We need Ascent working with them as well. And then we're just dotted around different parishes. For young people, you need all the different avenues um, for them to get involved in. That's, That's just... Amazing. Yeah. It's a dream yeah. come true seeing it all happen. Yeah. And it's, it is happening. Do you guys remember 30 years ago, there wasn't even a Walsingham house. And so it took, it takes time, but we're doing, we are doing, we, the fruit is coming through and repping in. Now, Joe, you say you start with year 10. Why not start with uh, year nine and the confirmation year? Because in my head, I'm like, ooh, you get the mentors. That sounds like a sponsor. Why wait till year 10? Um, I think realistically, the because year ten is when they, but well, it's actually meant to be after their confirmation. Um, yeah, why? Why after confirmation? Because with a confirmation is meant to be that moment where you kind of you take not control. Well, yeah, I suppose control, but also responsibility for your faith. You take you, you, your the responsibility was kind of on your parents at baptism, and then confirmation responsibility effectively transfers onto you. That moment where you've received the Holy Spirit, uh, the full gifts of the Holy Spirit, full, um, all that, all, all that sort of thing, and so the ascent is kind of trying to take the foundation of confirmation and set it on, set it alight. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to, you, 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 and, and to be perfectly honest, a lot of people can feel like they're left out after confirmation. There's an awful lot of people who, yeah. the last time they go to church is their confirmation. Yeah, and so if you've got a, a, a period of time afterwards building up into university, um, but that period of time where people can really, as I say, have that, have that drop-off, um, something that's supporting them and walking them through, through a whole period of their life, then I think you, you get better disciples because you've got them maintained for the entire time. Now, is, maybe maybe there's room for something like that from... From first day communion, Ascent Junior. Like there you go. Exactly, perhaps. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, because of the kind of the focus on uh, baptism, the Spirit, because of the focus on using the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are kind of given to you at your confirmation or unlocked at your confirmation. Um, I think that's why we we kind of focus on on post. And mm. also, just to say, just to say a thing about um, working with the parish, I think 
there's there is nothing more important than parish renewal in in the church nowadays yes, now, yes, today yes. and there, I, I know that there's, there's so my, my parents are the generation where um, when they wanted something to fill them and inform them, they made their own community. They went out of the parish. And I, I remember speaking to my mum and asking, well, if you had something in the parish that was there to minister to that, would you have ever left? And she said, well, absolutely not, because that's that is the base unit of kind of like if the family is basically in society if the parish is the base unit of the church it's the the, the local aspect where you're in a community of friends and christians and uh, around you supporting you um and that's why we're so excited about having the atheist in a parish because the pods aren't simply of people from maybe the same region they're people from maybe the same street or the same school and so you can supercharge the effect that a group of on fire um passionate uh, catholics in an area it can have so yeah i i, I can absolutely see uh, a future being uh, the ascent being involved in specifically parish but so a pod will be exclusively people who are in in a in a parish group and we want as many parishes who've been interested in joining with us to get in touch and go to our website and just and just kind of reach out because realistically this is this is the future this is the future of, of how we build build the church in this country is yeah making sure parish is on fire yes yes get the youth on fire enable them to set themselves on this way in a nice way <laughs> spiritual way set themselves on fire <laughs> So uh, let me, before I go into what's happening, well, no, we can do it it's the same. Uh, uh, Simeon, uh, if, are you only located in certain dioceses or are you available everywhere? So um, the system as it stands is that um, the Worth location has specifically partnered with Arizona Brighton Diocese. Um, but the location up north in uh, Castlewick and the location at Zion Community in Brentwood, those are not specific, specifically diocesan. So anyone is effectively free to get in touch with us. We want to open more locations. We want to move into more spaces. Um, at the moment, I think we're very, very aware of the... Uh, of, of, of how kind of like it, how easy it is to only pick from a, from a select group of people and you miss out on so many other people who are honestly want something like this so um yeah as, as i always say go to our website you can book and we will make every single uh we'll, make, we'll, we'll move heaven and earth to try and get you to one of the locations that uh, that, will, that will suit you but realistically because a lot of the pod stuff is online uh, on the mondays that makes it incredibly easy to kind of um have you know google meets a session where you, you can chat from people who are across the entire country now the location when you come into the weekends that's kind of where you'll be yeah something a bit more regional but yeah uh simeon and what is the website what's that address yes. so the ascent website www.theascentuk.co.uk Nice Make sure you look up The Ascent, though, because I kept looking it up and I got uh, Ascension Media, which is yes. good as well, which is good as well. But I, hey, see, they came, they came after us. They oh, took there you go. Very well said to me. So it's www.theascentuk.co.uk. Yeah. 
Yeah. There we go. And you'll get the right you'll get the right website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving from there, Beth, for a million minutes, uh, are you guys regional as well? Or is it more than is it all over? Where what's it like? We are everywhere. Um well I I think technically England and Wales um is our parameters. But anywhere any parish wanted some help, we would we would be there to help. So there's no geographical limitations. And then don't you guys have something coming up? Uh, an event or something coming up? Or is this we, just in my head? <laughs> um, well, we haven't released the date for it yet, but it's in November. Um, and we're going to do a uh, like a webinar kind of day, um, understanding the context of young people post-COVID. Um, so it'll be mainly aimed at youth workers and youth leaders and youth ministers um, in their communities. Um, you know, really trying to understand, you know, as we come out of lockdown, as we're post-COVID, what, what are young people facing at the moment and how can we help them? You know, how can we best be there to support them um, through, you know, the fact they've lost the best part of two years of their of their teenage years. Um, so that's going to be in November and it's going to be online. Um, and to find out more about it and to register and everything, uh, we on on nearly every social media avenue there is as Million Minutes. Um, and our website is millionminutes.org. So there you go. There you go. Go and find all of those things, follow us on everything, and then you will see all of the information when that webinar um, details are released. Excellent. Excellent. And then, Joe, uh, you guys are, uh, you're in the Diocese of Brentwood, but could you be for, like, for if you're not too far away, could a different diocese parish send their groups up to you? Yeah, we're we're open to anyone anyone coming over. We we work with um, schools not exclusively uh, from the diocese. Um, so, and if any parishes get in touch with us wanting to, to bring young people on retreat, we're absolutely open to it as as long as our diary can accommodate them. Oh, and then how do you find out about how to sign up or where to <laughs> um, register, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? So um, if you visit our website, bcys.net, um, there's a way to get in contact with us. Our email address is info at bcys.net. Um, and those emails will come through to me and we can we can look at booking booking anything in. Um, but we also are part of a, a lar- larger organisation called the Brentwood Catholic Youth Service. Um, and that's kind of the, the event side of, of what we do. So we run larger events as well, sometimes at Walsingham House, um, sometimes further afield. Uh, we take groups to Lourdes every summer and we're part of a, an over 18s group that go to Lourdes at Easter with HCPT. Um, so we have uh, a kind of that that's kind of the next thing hopefully they come on retreat to us um, and then they get involved in the the wider wider sphere of what we do yes Um, yes oh joe you just brought up the whole point about pilgrimages and hcpt i need to have a show with them as well i thank you i will write that down um i i uh, uh, simeon with the ascent does any of your pods uh, do that or or beth do any of your parish is that part of like your i'm sure they're like oh oh and maybe you want to do a little pilgrimage is that anything that you guys do or 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 do you found your groups are interested in that don't fight. Beth, go first. No, no, Simeon's well, going first. <laughs> no, I'm Beth's not... going first. Beth, Beth, Beth go. <laughs> okay, um, so we would uh, enable a parish to organise that kind of event if they wanted to do a smaller pilgrimage, maybe to Walsingham. Oh, um, yeah. If they're because that's a bit closer than Lords. Um, if they really wanted to go to Lords, then we would get them in touch with their diocese because um, obviously there's a lot of diocesan youth services that go to Lords. Um, so that's probably how we'd 
help them do that um, unless they had you know a whole coach load of young people that wanted to go um, signposting million minutes will also help signpost you to the right great great great, great. and then what about is the ascent has have did they any of their pods are like okay we're not around in the summer but we're going to do this instead well i think we, we've definitely partnered with um so year 2000 when they have their pilgrimage to walsingham and the other big walsingham festival that's kind of where we've 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 helped out in the past um but I think there is absolutely no reason why we would not be thinking about having uh, pilgrimages to Lourdes or to, you know, Medjugorje or any of these great pilgrimage sites. Um, and I'm sure what with uh, uh, the, uh, what's it called, the World Youth Day coming up, we will be trying to get some people going there. <gasps> so, yeah. Speaking of which, what, does anybody have any information about World Youth Day coming up? Oh, Simeon, you mentioned it. You mentioned, do you know, is it coming up next year? Is it happening? Or are they going to wait till 2023? I believe it's 2023. That's, oh, Joe's going to help me out, though. Yes, he's saying yes. Yeah. Joe, do you have anything else, information-wise? No, except for we definitely will be taking a group. I just happen to know it will be in 2023. Oh, there you um, go. There you summer, go. summer 2023. Oh, stay tuned to Radio Maria. <laughs> we will be <laughs> trying our best to find out when World Youth Day is. Um, and then, like I said, they I uh, Youth 2000 uh, did send in some recordings for the episode today. But it's good. I've got we will be broadcasting them uh, in the next couple of weeks because they are also doing an amazing, amazing work. Uh, this weekend is their Risen uh, Youth Retreat up at Ampleforth. And I was, they invited me to come and I wanted to come, but I couldn't get away from the family. Anyway, uh, no, no, yeah, 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 family's good, family's good. But um, so if for all of those going up there that might be listening, best of luck this weekend. Really enjoy it. Um, Joe, any suggestions for Youth 2000? Uh, do they need lots of water guns? What, 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 tell us, you're, you're the expert <laughs> manager of Walsingham House. <laughs> I wouldn't say expert. Um but yeah, anything that, that makes young people stop and pause and think, wait, hold this this can this can go with our faith. Oh, yes. um, if it's gonna be a glorious weekend, yeah, get the water guns out. Yeah, there you <laughs> go, there you go. Uh, Beth, any suggestions for any young people that might be listening that might be attending the retreat this weekend? As a parish group or anything? I would say um take a, a leap um, and have a conversation with people it could be really daunting to start that co first conversation but talk to as many people as you can and yes. and because that definitely changed my experience of going on retreat and going to these kind of events was was taking that first step in and just talking about anything you know anything. If, if you're a bit worried about talking about Jesus at first you know chat about what we saw on TV last week or something. Um, you don't have to talk about Jesus the whole time, but just just connect with other people and then everything will be be amazing. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will will take it from there. Uh, and then, Simeon, any suggestions for those? Perhaps some of your folks are actually going to be attending from the Ascent, might be attending Youth 2000. Any suggestions for them on how to make the weekend uh, enriching, nourishing, fun? <laughs> I think, honestly, just relaxing. Making sure that, you know, I mean, after a year of online retreats, having one in person is going to, it's definitely going to be a bit of a, uh, <laughs> has the potential to be a bit, a bit of a shock. But actually taking time, taking slow, not trying to consume the retreat all at once. God, you think I'd take everything in as much <laughs> as possible. 
just allow kind of like give space for God to work. Um, give yourself some times of silence as well. Um, those moments where you can listen, where you're not just kind of speaking and speaking and speaking to God, but actually also just having times of receiving and listening. Um, times of kind of like even even just a time of solitude or time of prayer in front of blessed sacraments. Um, all of those things can be really useful in just breaking up what can often be a very kind of intense moment. And you don't want to burn out. You don't want to throw everything you have at it and then find out you've walked away with nothing. Get making the time to consolidate what you've what you've learned or to consolidate what God's been speaking to you about. I think it's honestly just the most important thing with the, with this retreat, but also just kind of any retreats, particularly going forward after after the pandemic. Oh, wise words, Simeon. Wise words. Guys, we have run out of time on this episode of Vocations on Radio Maria. But if you joined in halfway or you want to listen to it again, do check us out. It'll be available as a podcast, not until next week or something, but, um, but it will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and on our website at radiomariaengland.uk. Do check out Million Minutes at their website, www.millionminutes.org. Check out The Ascent at www.theascentuk. And do check out Brentwood Diocese, their youth, their youth and, and their Walsingham House, all their amazing stuff at bcys.org. Dot net. You can find them on social, all these groups on social media. Do, if this was the Lord speaking to you, listen, act on it, act on it, act on it. Beth, would you mind finishing us off with a, a prayer, please? Absolutely. So let's just take a moment to, to call to mind all of our thoughts and our feelings today. We'd like to offer up to the Lord. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to walk alongside us to enable us to accompany the young people in our communities, to give them the, the confidence, the ability to, to use their gifts and talents that you've given them to glorify you and to, to work in their communities to, to help others and to do amazing things. We pray for all of our upcoming events and all of our organisations that work so hard to, to live out your message. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. God bless and have a great, great rest of your summer. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.